guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from Los Angeles, guys. Her name is Fiona Kong and she's got a magnificent journal called the Home Sweet Home Journal and Planner for Co-Parenting, for co-parents and children, apologies. I want Fiona to introduce herself because, yeah, I just want you to let the audience know how we connected because it's so amazing because we've just been speaking about how the internet is an amazing tool just to connect people all around the world and podcasting as well. You don't know who's listening, when they're listening. It's like an evergreen product. Like you, it just connects people. So yeah, please Fiona, tell the audience a bit about yourself, your platform, as well as your single mama story as well. Yeah, it's truly like the internet. It's amazing. Um, I, I'll start with my story. So I became a single mother in 2019. Um, my son's dad is still very involved. We've been co-parenting for about three years now. Um, and I would say we have a very, I'm very lucky. We have a very good relationship. It wasn't at, like that in the beginning. It's taken a lot of work, but um, you know, overall I'm really you know pleased with the way we're co-parenting. Um, and I, you know, we, we were talking about the internet. I was just saying that, you know, having finding your podcast, Khalifa, has just been such a like so good for the heart when you know we're alone and not having you know people to talk to or folks that you can relate to. It's just been a joy to be able to hear other single mother stories from all walks of life and you know just feel that connection um, with others. That's brilliant. So um, tell me a bit about, I know you've just, you've touched upon your single mom story, but from transitioning from being married and then becoming a single mom, because with what I find is I have a lot of women that are still married, possibly considering getting a divorce. And then they hit me up in a DM saying, well, I, I want to see what single motherhood is kind of like, how are you coping? How are you not pulling out your, your extensions? (laughs) How have you found the transitional period? Gosh, um, oh, I could say so much about this. Um, One, we were never married. Um, We consciously decided to have a child though. Um, And we did go through therapy um, to try to help things. Um, Unfortunately, like I feel like it's finding a therapist is like dating, right? You have to find a great one to that speaks to you both and she wasn't able to help us. And at the same time, I feel like we were both accountable, right? There were both things that we did in the relationship that we could have done better. Um, Mm -hmm. There were things from my childhood that I feel that I never resolved, that I couldn't have made the relationship work if I didn't fix these things in myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just, you know, say, get to know yourself, like heal yeah. the parts that need to be healed, because it, it really is allows you to be yourself and know who you are and be a better parent and be a better partner. You know, it's hard to do it when you're in the moment, though. Right? It's hard. I think it's so hard that like when I look back, because um, my son's 10 years old now, but when I look back as to, because I kept the journal and that's why I love speaking to people that have journals. I kept the journal throughout my pregnancy. And like when I go up in the storage and I'm cleaning up and I read 
my journal and the girl that I used to be like I was so broken so sad and it's so it's having a journal is such a magnificent tool because you can see your mental health stages honestly you're able to identify and see where you are at emotionally in comparison to where you're at now because you never see the light at the end of the tunnel when you're going through such a bad period of time emotionally and then when you are you get time to look back and read those journals and see who you were it's amazing and I love the fact you also spoke about like your inner child and knowing who you are because when you actually read journals you can actually see the choices you made were because of things that happened in your past I didn't know that I was only dating men that had money because that's how my dad used to treat me as a child like he would come around he would buy us gifts and then he would just disappear so whenever I was dating a man he had to be financially stable and I thought that was love and in actual fact that's not love you need someone that's there for you emotionally physically and mentally so it's it's good to know yourself (laughs) but it takes so long to find out yes I love that you are able to also like realize these things because until you get to that point right it's like I feel like I didn't it's now changed the way I look for a partner yeah yeah and have you found dating then with having a little one um gosh you know between managing a you know my son and the business which you know I have to make this work for me because I got I actually got laid off from my corporate job the same year I separated and I was like what am I going to do with my life um and I wasn't thrilled with what I was doing I never felt like it was the right fit for me you know deep down even though it was a great job I'm so lucky I was there um so dating is kind of like a little bit further down the priority list like if I if I have four hours of time would I rather go on a date or would I rather work my business most times I'm gonna pick work on my business so I I squeeze it in here and there but it's just kind of uh, it's the here and there no I love speaking to moms because I'm because I'm originally Nigerian and I find that being African even if you are a single mom no matter what your achievements are they would still say don't worry one day someone's going to love you someone's going to come and rescue you and I say all the time that don't wait around for anyone to rescue you rescue yourself focus on yourself and I think that ultimately when you do achieve the things you want to achieve at the top that's when you meet the kind of caliber of man you want you know to to actually be with and yeah like you can't actually have a wonderful life without a man I know some people might be like no way you need a man but you can thrive and you can focus on your business and focus on your on your children as well. Yeah, I feel so fulfilled now at the moment with just being in the moment of what is. And if someone comes along, it's, it's a bonus, right? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, just don't wait around waiting for someone to rescue you. Like you have to be your own Rapunzel and let your hair down and fly, <laughs> fly down don't wait around don't wait around focus on your business so we are going to go into your business now Fiona tell us a bit about your journal what inspired you to create such a magnificent tool okay sure um so my son was two and a half when we split up and you know you just everything is separated right my son he he goes back and forth between homes and even though um, we had set it up so that we would talk after each transition you know when he's two and a half it's like there's a lot of things that you know we need to know like what's he eating like is he going to the bathroom like the very basic stuff and 
um, I just feel like some of that was lost or wasn't communicated, um, you know, fully in, you know, when we're just, when you're on the phone, you're just trying to like, try to think of the things. And I was like, okay, well, this is okay, but I would love a way to incorporate my son. And I was like, how is he feeling? Is he upset? Is like more of the feeling side and just capturing those memories. So when I looked online to see if there was, what was out there in general to help support young children living in two homes. And I'm so surprised to find there, was, there wasn't really much. Like there's some children's books and really that's about it. And I was like, okay, well, I wanted something else and I, I just didn't know what that was, right? Like, and I started looking and a lot of the stuff is built for parents, like co-parenting apps, um, you know, workbooks, and there are a lot of resources for the adults, right? We're trying to get our lives together, but what is made for children? Mm. So I actually was at a dollar store and I'll show it to you. I, the folks on the podcast can't see it, but um, it's funny how things sometimes come to you mm -hmm. um, in a weird and mysterious ways, but I was at a dollar store and I saw this little planner. It's like, a dollar planner and um this is my son's name it's Emil and we just started using it as like a little like recap of the day of just like what was going on right so it was like you know little milestones like they're little so if he said a new word if he you know did something funny you know like and um we began incorporating like stickers when he did something great as a way of still being able to jointly parent yeah this situation so then I was like I love this so it was the first week and I was like I love this I love this so much but there were features that I feel like I was like I need it doesn't have everything I would want so maybe I'll make one and um so I started making one up I mocked one up in Canva, <laughs> I, remember I, Canva. <laughs> um, I started doing that I was like uh, and I was like incorporating you know um you know, affirmations, mm -hmm. um, like activities, the medical information, just things that I feel like he would need to feel supported in both homes. And this is it. Um, so it's a full book. And, um, you know, like early on, it captures like, I have a place for his handprint. Oh, you draw well, that is so beautiful. I know, because I was like, I am I didn't do his baby book. <laughs> like, it's kind of in the works. And I never finished it. But this is ends up being like his childhood childhood memories oh that is amazing so just really quickly um, each month starts with so the first section is all about him and he can fill out his favorite things his mm -hmm. how old he is um and then it goes into each you know it's a yearly undated planner and each month starts with the affirmation so one of them's i am enough i am loved um this one's i'm always learning it has his drawings in here um, an activity, a child parent activity. So we both engage with each other. So what he wants to learn about and what we want to teach him. Um, it has his monthly calendar of like, you know, what's happening in his life. And then here's where it really, you know, this is the part I really love just every day, you know, his dad writes in what happens. Um, he can see where he's going. So Papa. he would Papa, like, and he circles how he feels. He can circle in, you know, the day he was feeling Oh, he's happy. This is he's amazing. Happy. I feel like it's something that you can pass on generation to generation. Do you know, it's funny that you're, you're when you you showing me this, I saw something recently on social media. Um, it was Kim Kardashian showing her house 
and oh. when she, yeah, yeah yeah I'll send it to you after the podcast but she when she was showing her house she actually had a box full of baby stuff and she keeps absolutely everything so I think this is such an amazing tool like when he's a bit older he can walk through everything even with sitting down with his children as well walk through absolutely everything yeah yeah the fact that he gets to so this day he was feeling like happy like like okay sad and mad too and it gets him to talk about it it's in the most getting to know my kid and what makes him him yeah and I think it's a brilliant tool to Matt to help a parent process your child's emotion because it get it's like an open-ended thing because I love the fact that you've got the smiley faces so if your child circles they're feeling sad then as a parent you would ask you probe why are you feeling sad what's happened and you can actually walk them through how to process their emotions yeah because my child he wasn't um Emil wasn't very expressive in the beginning like it, it was he wouldn't say anything but now at the end of the day when we come together he, he's prepared to talk about it and it's like I feel like if I did one thing in my child's life it's like he's emotionally like capable and resilient to you know just be free and you know he can have those feelings and have a place to express you know, himself yeah express That's himself good. so what inspired you with the name then why is it called home sweet home um you know my child was living in two homes okay. and I I don't even know how it came about, but I was like, well, he can have two happy, two happy homes. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so much talk about broken homes and things like that. And I was like, no, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to change the way we see things mm-hmm. and he's going to have two happy homes. So I'm sweet. Brilliant. But I do think we need more people like you to change the, the narrative of, of, you know, co-parent co-parenting and yeah it's 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 amazing so how have you found like marketing and promoting the the book Woo! (laughs) that is a tough thing because it this is such a different concept and the fact that it's a shared family journal after you split up it's like what What, like you know why would I still want to do something like this but so I think I just have you know creating education you know educating um I'm not like a marketing person I I don't love making videos like I'm not really you know I have to I guess I have to really work at it so it's been challenging it's it's not easy at all um but luckily the people that have seen it see the value in it and you know they think it's product as as I do it's brilliant so talking about value how did you manage to get your ex to actually want because what about if you how would you probe the conversation as to get some getting getting your ex to write in the book and to see the value of actually look we need to do this together and it's a way in which you can kind of both simultaneously because surely do you do you give him the book to you give him the book to write in as well isn't it Yes, because it, it stays with my son, Emil. Like he goes back, like this is the one thing that he brings back and forth with the his backpack and his, and this, right? Like, so um, it comes back with him and his dad reads what's going on. And I think when he's engaged with it, he, he sees how helpful it is because you have a point of context of like what he did the past, he, like he hasn't seen him in, you know, like two or three days. Yeah. What did, what did he do? <laughs> yes, awesome. It's, it's kind of like, um, 
what's the right word? It's like an invisible umbilical cord between you and him. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's I always said like- It ties you both together in a way. It's a way where co-parents stay together, even if, you know, maybe they do get along, maybe they don't, but mm-hmm. you're right. An, an invisible umbilical cord, that is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, why are monthly affirmations so important for kids? Because you touched upon the fact that you do affirmations with a meal. Why, why do you think that's like kids need to hear, I am strong, I am special, mommy loves me, daddy loves me? Like, why do you think that's so important? Um, you know, when I think about this question, I love this question because for me, it stems deeply from my childhood trauma where my father was just emotionally abusive and it was like years and years and years right like they were my parents were very negative and I never they never told me these things and I feel like when I went out into the world I was so I was so I lacked self-confidence I didn't love myself I didn't know how to be in a relationship like I all these things I it wasn't in me mm. and it was only when I started listening to a podcast after my separation and I heard this for the first time you know like motivational talks and I was like oh wow like no but like if you can't love yourself and talk to yourself in a way like we talk to our friends right like (laughs) like we talk them up but we don't do it to ourselves and I've in every single job every single you know, I feel like I find a way to put myself down or I make excuses for not being good enough mm. all the time. And I was like, why do I do that? Mm. So when I practice these affirmations with my son, one of them is like, I can do hard things. We look at ourselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I said, like, this is for me because being a single parent is, you you know, yep. <laughs> it's, it's damn hard. It is like, wow, I, I, so someone needs to be my cheerleader and it's yeah be yourself right and it's yeah I think for me I I I do affirmations with my son and I do think I think sometimes when it comes to parents sometimes they were just doing the best they could in regards to how they loved us and um I strongly believe whether someone's religious or not that God loves us so much that he would not give our children the same childhood that we had you know that we have might not have experienced we might have had some people might have had the best parents in the world good for you but people that have lacked certain things we make sure our our children have those things you know so we are and I love the fact that in your um your your platform you talk about paying it forward even with your book as well like we pay it forward to our children emotionally whatever we have lacked we pay it forward whether we are married single parents we are there to pay it forward yeah, you, I mean, you're doing it with your podcasts and, you know, that, that awareness of, you know, like serving is so powerful. It, it so is, it so is. Um, so you spoke about like having, being, being your biggest cheerleader or, or fighting against your inner critic. How do you give Emil his own affirmations? Do you have any helpful tools apart from the podcast that you help encourage yourself as a single mom like when you have those like because I get I give myself pity parties I've said this before like if I'm feeling really low I'll be like you know what this weekend Netflix (laughs) red wine and crying and writing in my journals I allocate time to be sad 
I I do it. <laughs> so how do you like as a single mom help yourself get out of that negative state? Gosh, I I was in like a rut, like um, seasonal depression over the winter, and I just let it be. You know, I feel like maybe just surrendering to the moment because I feel like when you force things and you try to do it, it it's like I just felt like I couldn't. I wasn't ready and I wasn't showing up like, you know, like on, you know, on social, on Instagram, I kind of just disappeared. And mm. I'm like, that's okay because I needed that time to myself. So I feel like just surrendering and say, it's okay. I need to do what I need to do to get through the day, get through the moment. Um, and even, you know, so as a daily as to maintain things now, I, I usually do my meditation. Um, and then I listen to like some kind of motivational podcast, mm. you know, morning to kind of get my day started because that's what I need to help you yeah and you know I, I do cry I of course I cry a lot <laughs> yeah. I, I, I cry all the time even when I'm watching like certain cartoons with my son like Lion King I'm always crying like I, I watch I watch soul and I was crying so I think that we need to just process our emotions and just let it be and yes learn to sit with it and not just try things to yeah try to cover it up yeah, I know. It goes back to knowing yourself and just, you know, it's, it comes back in patterns, right? Yeah. And if, you know, so that's why I know, like, I, I'm going to have seasonal depression, so I'll just let it go. Yeah. I'll write it yeah. out and take care, you know? That's yeah. I'll not do anything today. I'll sit on the sofa, so. Definitely. So to some moms that are listening that are currently in, having a separation, what advice would you give to make the transition more positive and, and better for your child's mental health, really? Gosh, um, to make transitions more positive, um, you know, I, I would say tr you can focus on yourself. You can't change your parents. Yeah. Um, but what I did you know, was, this was a few months after my co-parent and I separated. One day, you know, and it wasn't anyone's fault, like it was both of us. One day I just called him and I apologized for my actions. And he said, he said to me, I was wanting to do the same thing for you for the longest time. And it was just like this bridge of like, okay, we understand each other. We're, you know, like on the same page. So, I think just being vulnerable with your feelings um, and open is, you know, find someone to talk to, whether it's a therapist, a community, like, I, I feel like you do this alone, you can't do it alone. Um, it's, it's a very hard time. So um, I would say seek that out. Um, for your kids, you know, just keep them out of the the crossfire <laughs> adult stuff like we never um you know fought in front of our child you, you save that for private conversations mm. um really putting your child for and I feel like putting your child first is like like a lot of like, I feel like a lot of celebrities you know you, you hear put your child first and I was like what does that really mean mm. you know um I, I it's different for different people but for me it was this journal it was knowing him how he's feeling, keeping up with, you know, and you don't have to have this journal. You can make it, you can make one, you can use a notebook, 
right? Like, <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about, you know, like a journal is open-ended. Make, make a notebook for yourself. Yeah. Have your, yeah. give your kid away. Let your child be heard. No, that is brilliant. And I think that sometimes we look at transitional periods, especially when separations happen, as it has to be negative. And some people like you've created ways and tools to make the transition better for our for our kids and make the transition better for yourself and your ex-spouse. And I went to a conference not too long ago and a woman said something so profound. She said that do she said, do not terminate relationships, redefine them. So you just have to redefine the relationship you had with your ex-spouse for the betterment of your, of your child and know that you have to just let things go like Elsa in Frozen. <laughs> let it go. Let it go and just yeah, try. Try for your child and don't speak negatively about your ex-spouse because kids are snitches. They will go back and say they are the they're the worst snitches ever. They'll go back and say something. So just keep it classy. <laughs> Great advice. Uh, I mean, it's I like how you laid that down. There's <laughs> so um, Fiona. Where can people purchase the book? Oh yeah. Um, so I have my own website. It's Home Sweet Homes Journal. Um, and then right now it's available on Amazon, but in the US, I'm, I don't really like trying to figure out how to get it. I want it over here in the UK, make it international. I know, I know. I, um, so I'm work, I'll work on it, but right now my website does, we shop, we ship internationally, yeah. Um, and I would love to offer your listeners like a, a discount. Um, because I just really want everyone to have it. It, it it's uh, 25% off and the coupon code, I guess you'll put it in your notes, but um, it'll be um, a single happy mom, 25 uh, VIP. Single oh, happy brilliant. Mom. Thank you so, so much. Where can people find you on social media as well? Um, same um, handle, um, home sweet homes journal. Oh. Um, really on Instagram. Yeah. Brilliant. Fiona, thank you so much for taking up the time to come on the happy single mom podcast. Thank you, Khalifa. It was such a pleasure. I'm breaking your arms, I lose control. When I get